It sure is a blessing to be in God's house this morning. Uh, it's a blessing to be here and feel what I feel. I appreciate the Sunday school we had this morning. Uh, God bless Brother Jay to teach. And even seeing people coming in and getting to shake hands with people, it's, just, it's such a blessing. And I thank the Lord for every person that's here this morning. Thank you for making the effort and taking the time, and thank God for making it possible for you to come. I want to just give you a little report. We've been in revival, most of you know that, uh, down at Riverside Baptist Church down near Cincinnati. And uh, Mike Callahan's a pastor down there in a great church and great pastor. And uh, I appreciate y'all praying. Uh, God give us revival. Uh, we were blessed to see three that testified that they'd got saved, had numerous people rededicate their lives. And I appreciate the folks from here that came down there and, and blessed us by being there in the meeting. And, and I told the church down there, there were a lot of sister churches down there that people came from the other churches and got together. And I said, that's wonderful because we're all in this together. As a church, we're all in this together, but as churches all around, we're all, uh, God's church uh, is one body. And uh, that was part of the lesson this morning. But listen, I appreciate everybody's prayers and appreciate you coming down there and uh, being part of the service. And uh, I want you to keep praying. Uh, Israel Douglas is in revival at Harmony Church down there in Dayton right now. And uh, uh, we stopped by there last night and had a good meeting and but I'm going to ask everybody to pray for that. But before I go any farther, I want to read this scripture and then have prayer and then turn over to the choir. But I want you to really pray. This is in the, uh, First Timothy, uh, the first chapter and the 15th verse. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Worthy of everybody to accept this. It's a faithful saying. That Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And then Paul said, of whom I am chief. He felt like he was the worst. But this is for all of us. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And I praise God. Let's all stand for a moment as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here this morning. God, we thank you for what we feel in our hearts. And uh, God, we thank you for Jesus Christ that came into the world to save sinners. And God, I appreciate that I'm saved. And God, I praise you for every person that's here this morning, God. Lord, I just ask you to bless this service and give us a powerful spirit. And God, please speak to people's hearts this morning. Let us worship you powerfully in spirit and in truth. God, we ask you these things. We pray for the choir. We pray for the preaching. Pray for everything in the service. And we ask it in Jesus' name and amen. You may be seated. Turn over to the choir. Brother Taylor. Page 28.
appreciate being here this morning. Just appreciate the Lord. He is best friend I've ever had. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking about a couple of things, and uh, uh, they were saying, Jesus loves me this morning. He truly loves me, you know. You know, even sometimes you don't feel like you deserve it, but the Lord still loves you. Uh, and he, he died and uh, sent his son, so, uh, you know, so you could have everlasting life. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, if, if you knew how to get to heaven, wouldn't you want people to know how to get to heaven? And I think, you know, we know how to get to heaven. You know, Jesus gave us the keys to the kingdom. And uh, if we use them, you know, uh, we can show people uh, that Jesus is real, that God is real, and that we can have him in our lives if we want him to be. Uh, you know, it's just so good to know the Lord. Uh, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I don't even claim to be, but I know Jesus is. Uh, he has always been perfect. Uh, you know, he was the son of God. He, his love, I asked the Lord, just help me, Lord. You know, uh, I, I'm nobody, you know, uh, but the Lord is everything. Uh, he'll save your soul. He'll make you whole. Uh, life's plans, uh, you know, uh, I made a lot of plans in my life. Uh, uh, most of them probably didn't come to pass. Uh, uh, you know, you just say, you know, if you want to... When the Lord, he'll, you know, you add the Lord to your life and you'll find happiness. You know, all these plans that we make in life, uh, you know, they go to the wayside, a lot of them. And some of them are good. Some of them probably aren't even good for us. Uh, you know, but when the Lord comes by and touches our hearts and shows us where the true happiness is, uh, you know, uh, a lot of my plans in my uh, younger years, I'm glad they didn't come to pass. Uh, you know, most of you know me. Uh, you know, uh, uh, my plans weren't uh, to try to be in the church house on a regular basis. Uh, uh, but the Lord has a better way for us uh, if we just lean upon Him and say, Lord, help me. Uh, help me to have Your plan, Lord. It's the Lord's plan that we want it to be in our lives. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of things in this world that some things are nice and a lot of things are nice to have, uh, uh, but heaven, uh, being your home, is uh, what you need to have. Uh, uh, you know, that's the most important thing. Uh, uh, you know, knowing where you're going. Uh, I've known where I've been going ever since I was 16 years old. Uh, uh, the Lord showed me I was, I was lost and undone, and then the Lord saved my soul. Uh, uh, showed me I was okay. Uh, uh, you're Brent, you're okay. Uh, uh, we're going to make mistakes along this way. Uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, 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 but uh, uh, that good friend that Taylor and the choir was singing about, uh, the best friend I've ever had. Uh, uh, he sticks with you closer than a brother. Uh, uh, you know, I got one brother that's still living, uh, one brother that's passed away. Uh, that's how life is. Uh, we don't know what's coming. Uh, uh, we just don't know. Uh, uh, sometimes, I'll just be honest, uh, I get aggravated uh, uh, with the way my dad's at. You know, it's just it's sad. Uh, uh, you know, good man. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, God love. Uh, he still loves us. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's God's will. Uh, whatever God's will is in our lives uh, uh, that's what we need it to be uh, and it's not always pleasant uh, uh, but God has a plan uh, and I need to get my life into his plan uh, and it shouldn't be my plan it's his plan in our lives so it's hard to do that sometimes it's hard to do that but if we get in God's plan 
you'll have happiness. It's not always easy. It's not always easy. It's not easy to serve the Lord. It's just not easy. Uh, the flesh gets in the way. Different things get in the way. But getting the Lord in your life is the most important thing that you can do. If you're searching, if you're seeking, if you're trying to find the Lord, you need to, you need to search and seek and, and find the Lord because uh, those are the things that will work. Uh, you know, hoping that the Lord passes by and, uh, you know, just uh, uh, grabs you out of your seat and pulls you up to the altar. It, it just, he, he doesn't work like that. He works by knocking at your heart, calling at you, letting you know where you stand, and, and, and then you have to make the decision. You have to make a decision. But the Lord is the best thing. Get the Lord in before you leave this life, before you leave today. Today, today is the day of salvation. That's why. Because you'll never get saved tomorrow. You'll never get saved in the past. You'll get saved in the present time. And so you have to make that. I want to I have the Lord in my life. I want to I go down this path with the Lord. Because life is, life is hard. And it's much better with the Lord. It's, it's, I, would, I would not want to go through this life without the Lord in my life. I wouldn't. I, that, that would be, it's really a waste of a life. But, it, you know, uh, uh, it would be a hard life. You know, when I have tr tr struggles and I, I, I get down on my knees and say, Lord, I need help. We all need help. I don't, nobody's going to say, I don't need help. Uh, you may be when you're young, you may say it, but you won't mean it as time goes on. You need the Lord and you need help. We all do. So it's good to be here this morning. We'll ask everybody to stand and we'll, uh, we'll uh, take prayer requests this morning. Somebody got a prayer request or something on their heart. Remember that. Someone over here. Someone else. Text from uh, uh, Tim Douglas, and he asked me to pray and asked the church to pray for his wife, Brenda. Uh, she's in the hospital. She's on full life support, and uh, she's very critical. And he said, please have everybody pray for my wife. It's Tim Douglas. Remember that? Someone else. So remember them. Someone else.
appreciate that, Bob. feel like mentioning it again. Please pray for uh, Dallas Gooden's uh, funeral. It's going to be Tuesday. Let's remember that. And I think everybody knows this, but maybe somebody doesn't. But uh, anytime the Lord is knocking at your heart and calling, uh, you can come to the altar. It'll never be that what the Lord does the calling. We don't, we don't call. We don't, I mean, we'll, we may say come. But the Lord does the knocking. So anytime the Lord, you feel like come to the altar, that is the right time to come. And if even if it feels like it's out of, out of sync with what the service is going on, the Lord is always correct. So, someone else before we go to prayer. Anyone else before we pray? Someone else. else before we pray. If not, let's gather together in prayer. Carl, lead us in prayer.
this time we'll ask if somebody has a song or something you have on your heart that you want to share with the church. Appreciate the service thus far. why they come. Once my clothes were ragged, the world looked down on me. I had no hope for tomorrow. Nor for eternity. But then grace came with mercy and heard this orphan's plea. And now I've been adopted from bondage, I've been set free. And now I'm no Someone has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered. My family is royalty. I came so empty-handed. No place to call my home. And no one to really love me. Oh, but now, look what I own. I'm feasting on the manna that flows from God on high. And there is no shortage. There is a vast supply. And now I'm no longer in for someone has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered. My family is royalty. I'm no longer an orphan. For Jesus has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered. My family is royalty. Appreciate that good song. Yeah. Good spirit here this morning. Someone else have a song or something on your heart. Good to be here. Let's keep our pastor in in prayer. So at this time we'll go turn it over to Terry.
board for you. Hey, man, it's good to be here this morning. Well, I appreciate that song, and uh, I appreciate the choir singing, and I appreciate uh, Brother Brent opening up like he did. I, when I got up here before church ever started and sat down there, I looked up. God drew my attention to Brother Brent, and God said, get him to open up. I said, okay. So I went down and asked him, I said, will you open up this morning? He said, I'll try and do my best. Oh, he did wonderful. He's, he moved in the kingdom. I appreciate that. And uh, I appreciate uh, Brother Bob Morrison's comments about the connection and the joy. You can see when the, the children of God are singing and the Spirit of God moves. And I, I'm just so thrilled to be here. And all our visitors, uh, I'm not going to try to name you all, but I just want to say from the depths of my heart, I thank God for every visitor. Uh, that we have here today as well as ever member. And so I'd like to have you turn with me in the scripture to the 16th chapter of the book of Matthew. And we'll start about the 13th verse and read down through the 20th verse. Pray real hard. I have a longing to see somebody get saved this morning. And I, I believe that God's already calling. That's already been mentioned. And uh, so... Uh, Matthew 16 and 13, and uh, reads this way. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered, and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. A lot of astonishing comments in there. You just pray that God will help us through the Holy Spirit to rightly divide the word of truth and preach the gospel this morning. If I'd use a subject, uh, it would be the phrase that Jesus gave there when he talked to his disciples, Whom say ye? That I am. Or I might put it this way Who are you saying that Jesus is? Putting it in my own words. And I'm glad that uh, when the, the Lord was talking to them and He said, Who do men say that I am? They had a lot of different answers. Uh, you can ask people uh, anything about uh, the Lord or God and you get a lot of answers. Uh, but it becomes personal. Uh, God is saying to us, uh, Who do you say that Jesus is? Uh, the Son of Man is. Now, I want to give you uh, a verse from over in 1 Corinthians. It's uh, chapter 12, and it's down in verse 3. Uh, and it says this, No man can say that Jesus is the Lord except by the Holy Ghost. Now, you think about that. Well, you say, Preacher, anybody can just say Jesus is the Lord. Uh, not uh, not uh, in reality. You might say it verbally, but to have power in it, for it to be real, it has to have the Holy Ghost in it. 
And I, if you would ask me when I was just a, a Sunday school boy going to church before I ever got saved, uh, if you would ask me uh, who Jesus was, I'd have said, he's the Son of God. Uh, he's the Savior of the world. I might have said something like that. But I couldn't say it with power until that night when I got saved and I trusted Jesus as the Savior of my soul. Do you really know Jesus today? Uh, to really know him, uh, you've got to be born again. Uh, there's people that I've heard about uh, through life, and uh, somebody tell me about him. Well, the, the pastor where I was just in revival, Mike Callahan, I heard about him before I ever met him. Met him years ago, but I remember hearing about him. Folks spoke highly of him, and rightly so. He's a fine man. And if somebody said, do you know Mike Callahan? I said, well, I've heard of him. Uh, I've heard about him. But then one day I met him, and I got to know who he really was. Now, here's the thing. I'd heard about Jesus uh, plenty of times, but uh, I'm telling you, that night as a 12-year-old boy, when I nailed it in all repentance, uh, I got to know who Jesus is. Uh, he's real to me. And when this is saying down here, uh, and Simon Peter, he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Do you really know that? And if you know it, now let me ask you this. Now, if you really know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, uh, are you letting it be known? Uh, is your life speaking that? Is that the message that's in your life? Uh, I, I told this uh, experience just recently, but I need to tell it again. Uh, many years ago, uh, I had two real good friends. Actually, it's before I, before I ever went up north to pastor Pleasant View Missionary Baptist Church. Now, that's been a long time because I've been here a little over 50 years, and I was up there almost five years, so it's been over 55 years that this experience happened. had two good friends, and God uh, put them on my heart. And I needed to talk to him about coming to church. And uh, the one of them, I knew he'd uh, testified when he was younger that he was saved. But he wasn't living for the Lord. And the other fellow, I, I suspected he was probably lost. And that was right. But anyway, God brought us together one day in one place. And I began to talk to those fellows. And I said, I've really got you on my heart. I want you to come to church. One of the men said to me, he said, well, now, Terry, he said, we know that you go to church. And uh, that's what's on your mind. That's what's on your heart. And we can understand. That. He said, but me and my buddy here, he said, we've never been saved. And he said, uh, we don't have church on our mind. He said, you might as well not ask us about it because we don't have that interest. Well, the other fellow, the other fellow was saying, no, 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 no. And tears started running down his face. And that guy looked at him. He said, what's wrong with you? He said, he said, you just told uh, Terry that me and you wasn't saved. He said, we're not, are we? Uh, he said, I'm not. Well, the one man said, yeah, I'm saved. He said, I am saved. I got saved when I was young, but I I haven't been living for the Lord. Well, his buddy said these words to him. He said, well, if you say you're saved, he said, I have to take your word for it. He said, I sure couldn't tell it by the way you're living. He said, you're just as ungodly as I am. He said, if you're saved, he said, it sure don't show up on you, buddy. Well, so that made a point. Well, the fellow, I just like you stuck a knife in him. Uh, but I want you to know today that what our life uh, says about what we do and the spirit we move in and how we act, we need to be letting our light shine. You need to know Jesus as your Savior, and I'll tell you what, uh, you need to be letting your light shine. I'm glad. Uh, let me give you another scripture here. Uh, uh, well, I'll get to that in just a minute, but let me go on down through here. Uh, I want to get this here. Uh, he said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it to thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Now, now listen real close at this. He said, Now I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, I don't know that Jesus made a hand motion like this, but this would fit if he did. Uh, he could have said to Peter, 
Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Uh, please understand, uh, Jesus did not, absolutely did not build the church on Peter. Uh, Jesus built the church on Jesus. And, uh, let me uh, give you that. Over here in the 31st book of Psalms, the, the Bible said this. This makes it real clear. And listen carefully. In the 31st Psalm, the psalmist said, uh, uh, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust, for thou art my rock. Praise God, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. And so let me give you a little more information about what I believe Jesus was saying here. When he said to Peter, who do people say that I am? He said, thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. When Jesus is talking about upon this rock I'll build my church, that's the way you become part of the church. It's for God to reveal to you who Jesus Christ is. How does he do that? That's when you get saved. God reached out to me through the gospel. He let me know I was lost. The gospel told me I was lost. Uh, but it also told me I don't have to stay lost. The gospel said you can get saved because Jesus Christ died for you. And so when I trusted that by faith, God made me know that that was right. Uh, uh, fellas, I didn't have to guess at it. I didn't have to say maybe. Uh, but that's the real truth of the matter. So just go on with me here for a little while. And so, again, let me read that. I say unto you, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He said, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, understand, it's God that does the binding or the loosening, but he does it through the church. Uh, let me just give you this comparison. When Jesus was here, he said, I am the light of the world. Amen. He really is. But when when he was getting ready to leave, he had his little church gathered up with him. He said, ye are the light of the world. Let your light so shine that others may see your good works. Come in and glorify the Father. So praise God. I'm glad that the church is the light of the world. Well, preacher, what about Jesus? Well, he's still the light of the world, but it's through the church. He lives in us. And when we live right and when we act right and we do what's right that light shines out to the world and it's still Jesus but it comes through the church well it's God that does the binding and what kind of binding preacher well let me just give you an example uh, one time in my life I was a lost boy I told you I was a sinner Satan was in my soul but I'll tell you what happened when the good master come by and knocked at the door and by faith when I opened up my heart to Jesus and let him in he bound up Satan and he put him out and he can't get back in he's never been back in never will get back in he bound him up well what about the loosening part well I was in sin's prison oh so dark and cold just a lost sheep wandering from God's eternal fold and then the door swung open and Jesus spoke to me I have signed your pardon and now you may go free uh, Talk about being loose. Uh, I was in sin's prison. But I'm loose from that now. Uh, I'm telling you what. And I'm so loose uh, that I can't never be put back in there. And so when Jesus is talking here, uh, boy, praise God. When he's talking here, uh, let me get back into the scripture and read it carefully. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter. Upon this rock I'll build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Oh, Jesus, I praise God. Uh, he said over in Revelation, uh, something 
something like that. He said, I have the keys of, of death and of hell. I'm telling you what, it's through the gospel work that's going on in the church that people are getting delivered uh, from sin and death and hell. And when he goes on down here, let me read this again. I'll give unto these the kingdom of heaven. Folks, we've got a great opportunity and a great responsibility. If you're saved by the grace of God and you're not living for Jesus, uh, oh, what a pity. Uh, what an opportunity you're wasting. What's getting by? Uh, don't waste time. Don't waste your life. Uh, don't waste opportunities uh, to get a blessing. Don't waste an opportunity uh, to get somebody else uh, in the, uh, where Jesus is. Listen, if you're saved by God's grace, uh, if you've been on the journey a while, uh, you've got friends, maybe loved ones, maybe relatives, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, we need to be a shining light for Jesus uh, to help our friends, help our family, help our relatives. And so, uh, let me get you this again. I give unto you the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. I remember when I was younger, and I read that, and I thought, well, uh, I don't understand, Lord, why he didn't want them to tell people that he was the Christ. He meant don't do it in the flesh. Uh, wait till the Holy Ghost moves, and then you can tell it. There's a time to tell it. You just can't take it on your own. Uh, and I'm telling you what, there's been times in church uh, when we'd be having a good meeting. Uh, I'd be burdened for somebody. If God would have let me, I'd have went to them and hugged their neck and say, do you need to go to the altar? I've done that a few times. God's let me sometimes. But a lot of times, God said, not right now. Just keep on keeping on. Just let me do my work. I'll keep knocking at your heart. And God might even say something like this to me. If I want you to go to them, I'll tell you. Don't you do it on your own. It's not time to do that. We need to get right in the middle of the will of God. We need to work for the Lord just the way that the Lord will have us to. He is the rock. I'm telling you what, let me preach this, and then maybe I'll come to a close pretty quick. I'm telling you what, if you die lost without Jesus, uh, you're going to a place called hell. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude, not trying to be harsh, but let me make it just as plain and clear as it can be. If you go to hell, it's your own fault. You don't have to go to hell. Uh, no, sir. And, and listen, uh, why do people go to hell? Oh, preacher, I've had people tell me, so-and-so's going to hell because they did something real bad. That's not why people go to hell. Uh, people don't go to hell because they did something real bad. And people don't go to heaven because they did something real good. Well, now wait a minute, preacher. Uh, what's, the, uh, what's, the, what's the answer to all this? Why do people go to hell? It's because they turned down Jesus as the Savior of their soul. Uh, that's what makes you go to hell. When God's calling at your heart, you need to come while he's calling. Who uh, do men say that I am? He's Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm telling you, I got acquainted with him when he was calling to me uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit in a meeting much like this. Well, uh, some of the faces were different, but the Spirit of God was the same. I'm glad today. If you want to go to heaven, you can. Uh, Jesus died for everybody, and he died for you as an individual. You come get your song ready. I, I'm going to offer an invitation here in a little bit. I believe God's already offered an invitation. Go ahead and stand if you would, and I want you to know today uh, Jesus is real. You can have him in your life. And if you don't have him, it's because you've rejected him. Because he died for all of us. He died for me and he died for you. Now listen, listen carefully. If God speaks to your heart this morning, if you're hearing lost, 
And God speaks to your heart. Uh, don't let the devil talk you out of coming to the altar, but step out and come. Whoever you are, wherever you're sitting in the house, uh, you say, well, preacher, my first time here doesn't matter. You say, preacher, I've been here a hundred times. Doesn't matter. Uh, maybe this, maybe that doesn't matter. What matters is that God is speaking to your heart. He's the God of heaven and earth. He's the God that gave his son to die on the cross. And if, listen, if you're lost, you need to come. And if you're here and you're saved, but you're not living for God, quit. Quit acting like that. Come and repent and get in. Sing when you're ready. Somebody needs to come. Somebody needs to come. Everybody come that needs to. Everybody come at God's calling. Please come right here, right now. We love you. God loves you. We're here. We're here because God made it possible for us to be here. And I'm going to heaven because God made it possible for me to go to heaven. A lot of folks here are going to heaven. It's because God made it possible because he gave his son, Jesus, to die on that old rugged cross, an awful, awful death. And he raised from the dead, and he's alive. Praise God, he's alive today. And he's inviting people to come to him. If you'll just come, we'll go to the altar, we'll pray together. You don't have to make a speech. You don't have to talk anything about your sins. But just trust Jesus if you're lost and get saved. Trust Jesus and get saved. And listen, you that are here that are saved, that's not following God, not living for it, not taking your place in the church like you should, we need you today. You can do something nobody else can. You can be you for the glory of God. Nobody else can take your place. Nobody else can be you. God make you you. You're special. God loves you. Jesus died for you. And God wants to use you to help somebody else. Would you come? Come and get in. Come on, folks. Whoever needs to come, please come. Would you please come? Please just step out and come. We're not here to criticize you. Not here to attack you. Not here to pressure you. But we're here to love you and tell you about Jesus and ask you to follow God's Holy Spirit and come to Jesus. Would you come right now this morning? Please come. Oh, while they're singing, while God's calling, and I can't see your heart, you know that. I can't see your mind, you know that. But I can feel in my own heart. I can feel a burden this morning. I can feel a burden. I can feel like God's calling people. Why wouldn't you move? After all God's done for us. After how he's blessed us. Gave his only begotten son. How? How can we resist him and tell him no? God gives us the opportunity. It's up to us. It's our choice. God does not make anybody come to him. He doesn't make you get saved. And after you're saved, he doesn't make you live for it. But he invites you to. And he helps you to. See, when I was lost, God was inviting me. I said, God, I can't. I didn't think I could walk up the aisle. But God said, I'll help you. 
And God helped me take the steps to get to the altar. And God helped me take the steps to get to Jesus. God helped me trust him. I thought, I don't know how to pray. I didn't have to know how to pray. I just had to need to come from my heart and say, God, help me. Lord, I want to be saved. Please help me, Lord. Why? I just feel like there's such a, uh, such a need here today. I feel like there's such an opportunity here today. And again, in just, in just a little bit, I want to say a few more words, and then in a minute I'll ask them to sing again. You that are here that have a spiritual need, whatever it is, whatever it is, God loves you. That's why God's dealing with you. I remember there's been times in my life I feel like God was wanting me to come to the altar. I think, I wish I didn't feel like that. I wish I could get away from that. Looking back at it, I thank God I didn't get away from it. I thank God I didn't quit feeling like that. I thank God that when he called me and he spoke to me, I think he did that. I know he did that because he loved me. And I appreciate it. Go ahead and sing another one. Sing another one. And please step out and come right now. You that are needing to come. You that are needing to come, please come. Everybody obey the Lord. Obey the Lord this morning. Please obey. Please come. While the Lord's calling, please come. Please, please come. Yeah, just come. I love that song. Come just like you are. That's important because we cannot change ourselves. When I was lost and God was calling me, I tried to straighten up and be a better boy and a better son. Well, that's okay. But that didn't get me any closer to salvation. That's not how it works. When God called me through the Holy Spirit, I had to come to God. And when I came to Him, he did the work in me that needed done. The gift was already there. I just needed to come and claim it. He's the rock on which I stand. He'll be the rock for you. While we pause just a little bit with heads bowed and eyes closed, not trying to put anybody on spot or trick or trap anybody, nothing like that, just but sometimes it, maybe when we, just pause for a minute and we bow our head and close our eyes and we just think real deeply about where we're at and what's going on and sometimes just admitting what our need is to ourself helps us get to a point where it's a step closer to moving and it seems like that works that way for me if you're here today and you're not saved but you know you need to get saved I'm not going to point you out or embarrass you heaven forbid but if you're here today and you're lost and you know you need to get saved and you'd like the prayers of God's people, you'd like for God's people to pray for, would you just raise your hand? Oh, I appreciate that hand. I appreciate that hand. Would there be another one? Would there be another one? Just, just simply raise your hand. You don't even have to raise it real high. Just, just raise it just a little bit so I can see it. And I'll acknowledge it if you do that. I appreciate those two hands that were raised. Would there be another one? Would there be one more quickly? Okay, let me, 
Let me go to this. If you're here and you're saved by God's grace, know you're going to heaven, know you're saved. But you're just not in a spot where you're really serving God. You're not in a spot where you can really let your light shine. You're not in a spot where you can just really fill your heart full of joy and your cup run over. You're just not in a spot where you need to be to please God. Would you admit and just raise your hand and say, pray for me? I need, I, read, I need to really get in. Boy, thank God for that hand. Thank God for that hand. I appreciate it. Thank you. Would there be another one? Would there be another one? Just raise your hand. Saying with that. Okay. You can put your hand down if you want to. Leave it up if you want to. Uh, would there be another one? Just raise your hand. Same with that. And, and let me sum it up together. Maybe you're a little bit confused or perplexed about where you really are standing. Sometimes we find people, and I've been there, didn't know if I was a transgressor or a sinner. I was so far away from God. If you're here and maybe I haven't explained your case, and maybe it's hard to understand for you even, but you know it's not where God wants you, would you just raise your hand and we'll pray for you. I appreciate that. Thank you for that hand. Would there be one more? Just raise your hand. Okay, raise your heads and open your eyes. In just a minute, in just a minute, we're going to have another invitation song. And I appreciate those that raised your hands. Obviously, if you feel like coming to the altar, do. And even if you were here and you felt like raising your hands and didn't, but God's working in your heart. If God's speaking to you today and you need to come to the altar, do, do that. I want to add this to the invitation. If you're here today and God's put it in your heart that you need to be a part of this church, if God's put that in your heart, we want to invite you to come. Let us know that and uh, you can join this church. If you're saved by the grace of God, you can join this church. And uh, so while we sing, we want to add that to it. Please follow your heart. Obey the Lord. There's some things that needs to happen here today. Please mind the Lord while we sing. I'm going to come back down the front. Obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Please follow the Lord. Not me. Don't follow me. Don't follow any other man or woman or what they think or what they want. But follow what God says to your heart. What's God saying to your heart this morning? Has God connected your heart and wants you to be part of Lima Church? If he's done that, then we need you and we want you. If you're lost, we want to see you get saved more than anything in the world. If you're out of fellowship, our hearts are longing to see you get in. Oh, I, I get bewildered sometimes. It's not up to me to understand, but God knows. But if you're here today, not where God would have you to be, come and let God fix it this morning. Obey the Lord. Please come and obey the Lord. God cares about you. Obey Him. While we're singing, while God's calling, would you just step out and come? Come on. All I can do is beg and ask you. Brother Siegel Newport, 
He made a comment more than once. He said, preachers are just old beggars. We just beg and we beg and we beg. But as he said that, tears running down his face. said, I'm honored to be a beggar for Jesus. I feel that way this morning. I'm glad God gave me a spirit to beg with. Would you please come? Please come. Whatever your need is, please come. Obey the Lord. Come on. Oh, you can go away from here in a little while. Just like you are. Or maybe worse. Or you can come and obey the Lord. And go away with joy in your soul. That's good, thank you. Thank the Lord for those good songs and for your good prayers. And the Lord's moving, powerful. As far as I can feel like I know I need to go. Uh, if somebody else has got something on your heart to say or do or sing, or whatever, uh, feel free. Obey the Lord. It's great to be here today. And once again, I want to say I appreciate everybody that's here, and especially all the visitors, and it just blesses my heart. Thank God for you. Glad to have you. Anything else? I don't know if I have any announcements. Anybody have any announcements? I'll have one in a minute, but we'll let her go first. Okay, so if you are going to Gatlinburg, um, one week from today, your second $25 is due. So, um, and, and if you didn't pay the first $25, <laughs> that is also due. So, altogether, each person, um, if you're going on that trip, you owe $50 altogether. So, that whole payment is due Sunday. So, um, just keep that in mind. Um, and then also on February 11th, so that's two Sundays from today, two weeks from today, um, that is our normal youth group day. And right after church, we're actually going to have a spaghetti dinner, and it is um, Chase's Spaghetti from Padroni's, so if you like that. And that is going to be a fundraiser, our last fundraiser that we're going to have for our Gatlinburg trip. So um, please come hungry. It's donation only. There's going to be dessert and um, drinks, and I think it's um, maybe you get red sauce or white sauce. I'm not sure. Chase made a flyer for it. It's on Facebook. So, um, you what? Both, both. Linda says both. So, um, anyway, so come to that if you would, um, and I think that's it. about Brother Dallas Gooden passing on. His viewing is going to be here at the church house tomorrow from 2 to 4 and 6 to 8. And his 
funeral's going to be here Tuesday at 1 o'clock with viewing from 12 to 1. And so uh, if you can uh, come to those, and that'll uplift the family and encourage them, uh, that'll help. And by all means, pray. And then uh, Sister Karen's going to give the announcement about the dinner. Yes, so we will be having a funeral dinner after the funeral on Tuesday. Funeral's at 1 o'clock. So I'm asking everybody if you could please bring two dishes. That would be a great help. It's a large family. So at least two dishes, and you can start dropping them off like 11 o'clock on Tuesday. The dishes, thank you, here at church. to the funeral home in um, Alger, correct? Or the cemetery, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be a little later, but you can maybe uh, still drop the dishes off maybe around 12 that day, Tuesday. All right, thank you. Anything else? All right, if not, we thank you for being here. We ask everybody to see you stand. We've got service time tonight at 6 o'clock. Pray much and come back if you can. And uh, got service Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And then next Sunday again, Sunday school at 10 o'clock. Please come to Sunday school. And uh, Brother Jeremy is teaching a basic doctrines class. And if you're a young saved person, just joined church, just got saved and baptized, we especially encourage you and recommend you to come to that basic doctrines class. If you just got an interest in basic doctrines, come to it anyway. And uh, you're welcome, welcome to come back. And this is going to shock you, but I feel like saying this. We should never have less in Sunday school than 250. With a, a church this size, and this many people available, we should, 250 ought to be the lowest we ever have in Sunday school. We're very fortunate and blessed if we have 100. So I'm telling you what, we're missing, we're missing the boat. And uh, we, need to be, we need to be more diligent and we need to come. We may need to make an effort to come. We've been having some good Sunday school classes and uh, you can come and be part of it. Uh, we, need to, we really need uh, to make an effort and dedicate our ability. Now, if you can't come to Sunday school, uh, still come to church, obviously. But if you can come.